0: Welcome and thank you for listening to Sandy Creek Stirrings. I'm your host, Joshua Jimenez.
1: And if you're going to win souls, you've got to love souls. In spite of their meanness, in spite of the way they look, in spite of everything, you've got to seek to bring souls to Jesus Christ because you love them, because Jesus loved them, and because Jesus died for them, and you're trying to bring them to the Son of God. The Bible says in Psalm 84 11, my last verse, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I've based my whole life on that, that it pays to serve God. And I believe that with all my heart.
0: God has given us a guidebook. God has given us a directional map. And that guidebook, that map, is the precious Word of God. Listen, don't just go and sit in the pew. Find some way to serve and serve as a family. Be a part of everything at church. And when you learn to love what God loves, um, your children will learn to love it as well. Homes are not that spiritually strong. We're getting overtaken by the world quickly, but unfortunately we're pumping all the sewage in. You know, we're letting the world in when that ought to be a haven. If you listen to Tuesday's episode, you know with great sadness that I announced that one of my heroes of the faith, Pastor Dave McCoy, has passed away. And he passed away just hours after his 40th anniversary of being the pastor of the People's Baptist Church in McDonough, Georgia, just hours after celebrating that 40th anniversary, which he wasn't even able to make. He was in the hospital with COVID. He passed away. And what a great man of God he was, really reached across the world and touched hearts. And so we here at Sandy Creek Stirrings have dedicated this week in the memory and in honor of Dr. Dave McCoy and just the legacy for Christ that he has left us. And so um, on Tuesday, we played a message entitled, It Pays to Serve God. He preached that at my church's last Christmas revival, never realizing that would be the last one he would preach for us but he paid, preached that message. It pays to serve God, a phenomenal message. He's pre, he's preached that message all across the United States. It's one of his signature messages um, based off of his life verse. So let me encourage you to go back and listen to that. And then let me encourage you as well, if you haven't yet, let me encourage you this week sometime, go back and listen to our interview episode that we recorded with Dr. Dave McCoy. We released it at the first of the year. It's episode number 64. And uh, let me encourage you to go back and listen to that and how precious precious it is to me now Uh, Now that he's passed away, it's even more special to my heart. But today we're going to play a message that he preached at this last Christmas revival as well. It's a message entitled, Neither Give Place to the Devil. Neither give place to the devil. You need this message. I know I do too. And even though he's passed on, what a powerful message it still is. And it can still reach out and touch hearts. As I said last week, or last Tuesday, last episode... I am so thankful that we live in a generation that can record and can still hear those who have passed on. What a blessing it is. Now, i so excited for just this message today. As I said on Tuesday, if you tried submitting something in the contact form of the past who knows how long, the contact form has been broken on the website. Just fi- fixed it just last week, and I apologize if you reached out to me and I did not get back with you. I sincerely apologize. It, your messages did not go through to me, but um, it is now fixed and you can now be using it again. So without further ado, here is Neither Give Place to the Devil by Dr. David. Dave McCoy, please be praying for Miss Trish McCoy, and of course the People's Baptist Church as they go through this incredibly hard time. Listen to this message today, enjoy it, keep looking up, and keep stirred up for the cause of Christ.
1: Turn, if you would, to Ephesians chapter number four. Uh, the pastor uh, made a statement Monday night, and. Um, It just stuck with me. I tried to get away from it all week long, but it just stayed with me, and you'll see what it is in a moment. Um, He said that he made this statement. He said, don't give the devil a chance. Don't give the devil a place. Stay away from that. He said that, and I've gotten away. That that just could not get away from me all week long. Uh, Let's look at the Word of God, if you would. Uh, Let's stand together tonight, and let's look at the Word of God. You say, and I'm not standing out of respect to the Word of God. I love the Bible, but we're standing because it's probably going to be the last time the blood will get to your legs in a while. So um, <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 23. And be renewed in, your, in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth to his neighbor. For are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole still no more, but rather let him labour, working with his hands, the thing which is good, that he may have no, um, that he may uh, give to him that needeth. uh, uh, Verse twenty nine. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption, that all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamour and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Look, if you would, at verse number 27. Neither give place to the devil. I want to speak to you tonight on that subject. Don't give the devil a place. Lord, I pray you'll bless us and help us tonight. Help me. Lord, this is totally different than what I planned on preaching, but I want to preach what you want me to preach, and I pray you'd help me tonight. Help these people. Lord, I have no idea what the announcement is Sunday, but I'm excited. I can't wait to find out what it is. And I pray you'll bless them and help them and use them. Well, thank you and praise you for all you do. Help us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. You may be seated. The devil wants a place in your life. He wants, listen, he he wants his foot in the door. And he doesn't just want his foot in the door. He wants a seat at the table. If he can get his foot in the door He gets a seat at the table. Once he gets a seat at the table, he's going to be calling the shots. He might not just come in and just bust in on you and just jump in your face. He's going to be slick about it. And he's going to come around the back door and he's going to crawl in through the window. And he's going to just get a little more until he gets what he wants to do. We don't want to give the devil any place. Uh, So many people have, um, you've got, the devil's just got a place. We ought to kick him out. As I said the other night, the Bible says in the book of James, resist the devil and he will flee from you. You know, a lot of people say, we ought to run from the devil. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says resist him let him run. And the Bible says if we'll resist the devil, and I've said this many times, if you'll start quoting scripture around the devil, he'll leave you. He don't like that, especially when you start quoting scripture about the blood. You start talking about that, man, the devil can't handle that. Resist the devil... And you will run? No. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. So we need to, we need to make sure that we uh, are resisting. Don't give him a place. Don't give him a shot. He wants in your life. He wants to mess you up. Can I say this? This is not a thing of arrogance. Who else in our church would the devil rather get than he would me? I'm the pastor. I know I get up every day with a bullseye on my back and he's shooting at me. He would love just to get his foot in the door where he can get in my house, get in my life, and have a seat at the table, start calling the shots. He'd love that. Who in this building would the devil rather get? Not me. He'd rather get the pastor here. Why? I'll be gone. I'll leave here, and you'll forget about me in a little while, but this is the man of God. You need to pray for him. You need to pray for his wife. The Lord would, would need you, and the Lord needs him. What he's doing right here. And when you're thinking about, man, I've got, oh, I've got so much going on. Remember, he gets up every day and the devil is gunning for him. He wants to take him down. He would love to destroy their home. He would love to get in the middle of that. Give him no place. Don't even give him a chance. I mean, be careful where you go, what you say, what you do, how you dress, what you listen to. Don't give the devil one chance in your life. Now. In Ephesians chapter 6, there's, or excuse me, Ephesians, there's six chapters I want to go through, and I want to start at chapter 1, and I want to tell you what I want. I don't want the devil to have no place in my life. Number one, now listen, this is very, I love how the Lord gave me this. Give no place in your mystery. In your mystery, what does that mean? Now watch what the Bible says. Chapter 1, verse 7 in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So we're saved, in verse 7, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. We're growing, in verse 8, verse 9, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. Now, the will of God, he's purposed in himself to get to you. I think, you know, listen, there is a mystery in my life. Now, I'm 61 years old. I had no idea. When I became the pastor of People's Baptist Church, I had no thought of that. I didn't want it. I had some churches. I was a young man, and I had some churches wanting to uh, 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 talk to me about pastoring one in Texas, and, and I had some people talking about me. I had not not one thought about it. our church. Our pastor was doing well, doing fine. had been there for a long time, and uh, yet the Lord didn't. Uh, Lord, I had no idea. It shocked me and surprised me. But I'm telling you the mystery was what there's a mystery in my life and I don't know all the shots I listen I had no idea that 40 years ago in Bible college that God already had it all set up he knew where I was going to go who I was going to marry where I was going to be when I was going to become the pastor what was going to happen I had no idea I think this, there's a couple of other churches. I had a church one time, a, a big church, one of the biggest growing churches in the area at that time, down uh, one of the top 10 churches in America had called me to be a youth director. Had another church call me and asked me if I'd come be their youth director. They had 400. Now, having a church of 400 is pretty big. They had 400 in the youth group. Now, by the way, who in the world wants to be a youth director of a church of 400? Not me. <laughs> They had 400 in the youth group. They talked to me and I thought about it. I told my pastor I'm going to pray about it. I was gone in a meeting preaching. with. And I preached a lot of youth meetings and all and I was there preaching and came back to another place and my pastor said, what would you think? I said, the Lord wants me to stay here and I didn't know, all, listen, I didn't know all this stuff but I'm going to tell you this, I didn't know how God's going to work it out. I didn't know. See, God didn't let me know all the will at one time. He knew. If I have said, the Lord said, Dave, no, I'm going to take you I'm going to make you the youth director eventually make you the pastor I said no and now in the middle of this I'm going to have to take your parents you're going to have to stay close to me my dad who was my hero and my pastor for years and my mother that loved God both of them loved the Lord God took them both from me at separate times I loved them dearly I believe the Lord called me to aggravate my mother that's what my calling in life was and one day the Lord's going to say well done thou good and faithful servant I had so much fun Whether or not laughed. We had so much fun. We just had a good time. And I miss her so much so many times. I miss my dad. I I miss him. They were great. I if the Lord said, Now I'm going to put you here, now in a little while, you're going to I'm going to take them from you. I'd have said, Whoa, wait a minute, stop. No way. I didn't know. And then if God had said, now after that, I'm going to have to give you a disease. It's going to be a debilitating disease. I'm going to have to give you multiple sclerosis. I'd have said, Whoa, wait a minute. Give it to them. I don't want it. And then, son, I'm probably going to give you leukemia. Lord, I don't want that. And again, as I said earlier, God didn't do anything to me. What he's done, he's done for me. I will absolutely love it because it's a mystery. I don't know all the answers. I'm dealing with a mystery right now going on in my life and my church. I can't even imagine. I'm just praying every day. I'm making, fixing to make some of the biggest decisions I've ever made in my life. I don't know how it all works out. Let me tell you this too. God knew who I need to marry. Had a lot of girls I dated in college. There's a lot of them I dated. There were some good girls, pretty girls, sweet girls. But when the Lord got me to notice another girl from Alabama, how could I do that? And I thought, well, Alabama needs a missionary and I could go out there and help them. And, and uh, I, didn't, I didn't know all that, but I'm going to tell you this. Now listen to me very carefully. My do- I, I, I know, I just know this. My wife was in Alabama. I was in South Carolina. God brought us together. Neither one of us knew each other, never knew each other. And I said for years, my brother-in-law and his wife, which is my wife's sister, put us together. I found out to the night of Thanksgiving I didn't know when his wife said to him, you know, Dave McCoy would be a good choice for Trish. He said, there's no way. I wouldn't put him on her for nothing. There's no way. I, didn't, I thought he was the one that put us together. He's the one that said no. <laughs> I never did like him that much and I really don't like him. <laughs> now listen to me. I had no, and I'm going to tell you this. You don't have to work it out. What do you do, preacher? Every day you do what you know you're supposed to do. I always say this when you don't know what to do do what you know to do. It's right to read your Bible. It's right to pray. It's right to give. It's right to witness. It's right. You know what's right. You just do right. God is very capable of putting you together with whomever he needs to do that. He knows exactly where you are. He knows what's happening. He, know, he can take care of you. Now There's a mystery right now. There's a shroud of mystery on this place about what you're going to do. And the preacher has come up tonight. He's got a burden. I don't know what it is, but uh, maybe he ate too much fish today or or whatever, but he's ready to go. I say praise the Lord. Now, don't let the devil get... He would love to discourage you. He would love to say, no way, we can't do it. Tell the devil to go back to hell where he belongs. Resist the devil and go forward and stand behind the man of God and say, we're going to stand right together. We're going to go forward. Amen. Say, I don't like that. I don't care. I'm telling you the truth. Come on. Don't give the devil one place. Don't give him a spot. Don't let him say nothing, get in nothing. You stand behind the man of God and support him and stay with him. I don't know what the big uh, announcement is Sunday, but I sure hope, that I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I'm going to find out. That's going to be great and it's going to be good. But listen, there's a mystery. You wonder, man, where are we going to get in that building? we are we going to start breaking ground? What are we going to do? God's got all that. Amen. You just keep moving forward and keep doing right. And when you just follow your pastor and don't pray that the Lord will hold him back, pray the Lord put it on him. Amen. Now listen to me. So number one, whatever's going on in your life, and I'm going to tell you what, I've got some things going on in my life right now. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I'm not sure. I've got business people calling me. I've got things going on. I'm fixing to make some huge decisions that are unbelievable. You know what? I'm as excited, and I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I have no idea, and I hate to tell my church, hey, folks, y'all follow me. I don't have a clue. (laughs) But I tell you what, I know somebody that does. And I'm going to stay with him. I'm going to stay right there. And I'm just going to serve God. And I've told the Lord, I said, Lord, we're in this together. We go down. We're going down together. We're going to go at it. We're going to do whatever the Lord wants. I don't want to give the devil one place in the mystery of my life, whatever God wants to do. He doesn't show me the whole picture. He just gives me a little bit of time that I can take. He says, here it is, son, and go. Never give the devil one place in your mystery, where you are, what you are, what you're doing. Don't give him one ounce So get a, a door where he can put his foot in the door because he will not stay there. He wants a foot in the door. He wants a seat at the table. He wants to call the shots. Chapter one, don't give him a place in your mystery. Chapter number two, don't give him a place in your memory. Look, if you would, at verse one, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past. And the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. In verse number two, you see the little phrase, in times past, in verse number two and three, in times past, don't give the devil one single place in your memory. Well, I can't do that because you know what I've done? It doesn't matter what you've done. God can forgive you. Doesn't matter where you've been. Doesn't matter what you haven't accomplished. You draw a line, you start the day. Don't let the devil have one place in your memory. I'm telling you what, I look back at there some time, the biggest fault in my life when I was saved, I was in high school, captain of the football team. I wish I had been more uh, of, a, of a testimony for Christ than I was. That's time I'll never get back. I'm not going to sit around and paddle on that all my life. That's gone. It's over. I wish I had done it. I didn't do it. I want now. I'm going to serve God and do everything I can right now. I don't want my memory to give the devil an open door so he can get in, get in my life. Give the the devil no place. Have no place. Don't you dare let your guard down because the devil wants in. I don't even have one. Well, not one place in my mystery. What God wants to do, devil, get out. I want God to take care of this. I don't. I'm looking forward to what God does for y'all. It's a mystery. We don't have all the answers. We don't know everything. We know God does. So I'm not going to give the devil a chance in my memory and my mystery. Chapter number three. I don't want to give the devil one place in my motive. Look if you would at verse number one. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for your Gentiles. Look at verse number 14. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody needs a cause. David said, is there not a cause? You've got to have a cause that you can serve God. This is what I need. This is what I want to do. I know there I'm going to tell you what, I got a cause right now that's driving me like crazy. I got three grandchildren. That I tell you what, I'm I'm praying for them every day. All, both two of them have been saved. My four year old grandson hadn't been saved yet, but he's talking about it. It's coming around. But man, I want to do all I can because I don't want something to pull me down so the devil gets a place in their lives because they're Papa. I would like them one day say, I can see my four-year-old grandson when one day he's married, he's got a family, things are pretty tight, and they call my wife Sasha. They call me Papa. By the way, let me say this, the grandkids, name the grandparents. You can call, I mean I... I wanted, they said, what does your grandkids call you? I tried to get them to call me Dr. McCoy, but it didn't work. <laughs> they wanted them to call me Dr. Papa. I'm just Papa. I lo- it's like music to my ears. Now, my mother, they called Ninny. That's what the, the oldest granddaughter, my, my, my sister's oldest, called her Nini. So For years, that's what they called her. My daddy, they called Ball Paul. The first with a B, the second with a P. Ball Paul. I don't, but that's what she named him for years. And he was on my staff. My staff called him Brother Ball Paul. Everybody knew him as Ball Paul. When you said Ball Paul, they knew who that was. My father in law, they called Popsy. Popsy was his name. That just stuck with him. My wife, her name is Sasha. Her name is Tricia, but they called her Sasha. Because her sister when she was young couldn't say Trisha, and it came out Sasha so that's just stuck with her. Now they call her Sasha. My mother-in-law they call Legion. Ah. <laughs> Can you run that back and stop that for a minute please? Man? Listen to me. Give no place to the devil. He wants, listen, I've got motive in my life. I'd love for my grandkids one day say, you know, maybe they're in a tough spot. Maybe he'll say to his wife, you know what? Let's call Papa and Sasha. They know how to pray. They know God. Let's call them. See, I've got a cause for this cause. Paul said, For this cause I bow my knees in the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ might dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ that passeth all. Not all, everything. You don't can't even explain it. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. How in the world did Paul get all that? Because he had a cause. How could Paul keep going? And say, I'm going to tell you this. I don't want the devil to get one spot in my motive. Say, devil, stay out. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to live for God. That's chapter, was that the fourth one? That was number three. Chapter number four. If you would, chapter number four. Give the devil no place in your mind. Look what it says in verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now that spirit there doesn't say a capital S. It's a little S. So it's not talking about the Holy Spirit. It's talking about your attitude and your spirit. Now, look, then the next few verses, look what it says in verse number 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Verse 25. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. Look if you look at verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all mouths. Now, here's what it's saying. The mind controls the mouth. He said renew your mind so you can hold on to your mouth. Don't lie. Don't criticize. Don't gossip. The problem is not somebody has trouble with their mouth. See, what the Bible says what's in your heart comes out your mouth. Right. So the problem is you hadn't controlled your mind yet. I don't want the devil to get in my mind because, see, a lot of times my mind is in neutral when my mouth is wide open in fourth gear getting it. I need to swap that. A lot of Christians, good people, solid people give the devil a place in their mind or in their mouth. And the devil gets, he gets a foot in the door and before you know it, he's calling the shots. Before you know it, he's just, he's the one that's dealing with everybody and everything. Now listen to me very carefully. I don't want the devil to have a place. i I live by microphone. It's easy for me to say something I don't need to say. i got to be real careful and guard my mind. I sat over there tonight. When he was talking about the birds. I said, Lord, please help me. Don't let my mouth get in the way. Control my mind. Control my heart. Give me the right motive. Lord, help me in everything because I want to be a blessing to these people. And I'm praying. and said, Lord, and I laid that burden down. I said, Lord, help me show me, do what you can, help me tonight. I don't want the devil to have one place in my motive. Number five, I don't want the devil to have any place in my marriage. Now, look what it says in verse number verse number 22 in chapter five, wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands as unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife and is Christ also the head of the church he's a savior of the body. Therefore, as a church is subject unto Christ, so that their wives be their own husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Now, he's telling all this kind of stuff. You know why? Because we can understand it. Now, listen to me very carefully. Don't give the devil a place in your marriage. He would love to wreck my marriage. I'm the pastor. He would love to get us sideways. He'd love to do that. The devil would love to let my wife think that some church gave her a love offering. (laughs) That ain't going to (laughs) happen. Why? Because I have a cause. It's called death, and that's what I'm going to experience. I don't want the devil to have a... uh, Listen... I love my wife. We're the best of friends. We have a great time. We tell each other we love each other all the time. Love you. Love you, honey. You've you got to be careful because you don't want to be where it doesn't mean anything. I had to call the sound booth one time and we had a guy back there that always chewed on his tongue. Like that. He kept the sound board. And the thing started ringing and carried on. important pointing to my ring, and it's just ringing and squealing. And, you know, nobody ever says or knows anything about the sound system until it's going bad. So I, on Sunday morning, I reached over and picked up the phone and said, James, he said, yes, sir. I said, there's ringing. Would you ta- I'll take care of it. I said, thank you very much. Good. Love you. Bye. And I hung the phone up. I looked at the floor. It seemed like he turned. It was about 30 seconds to think, did I just tell him I love you? <laughs> I said, well, I do love him, but I don't want to tell him. And I finally looked up and looked back there. It seemed like he turned and looked up and he went. I was like, Lord, have mercy. Now, listen to me. The devil would love to get in your marriage. Don't give him a place. He wants his foot in the door. But he won't stay there. He wants a seat at the table. He wants to call the shots. You say, wait a minute, preacher. I'm not married yet. Whoa, wait a minute. In this picture, Jesus is the bride. I mean, we're the bride. He's the groom. Yeah, if you're saved, you're married. Married to the Lord Jesus Christ. You're connected. Now, all this he's saying, why is he saying this about the home? Because we can understand it. But look what he says in verse 32. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. I don't want to give the devil one place in my life, Victory Springs Independent Baptist Church. I want to tell you, don't give the devil a place. Some of you will be a casualty if you're not careful. You know what's going to happen? Devil got his foot in the door. Come on now. Devil will tell you something, and boy, before you know it, you'll get sideways, and the devil will take you out of church and laugh at you while you go down. I see it happen all the time. I've been doing this a long time, see it happen all the time. And the only thing I can say is the devil got in the middle of it. Good, solid people. People I never dreamed to be out of church, sitting at home, sitting at the house of God, because the devil got a place in their life. I'm telling you, I was not supposed to speak on this. I i mean, I, I wasn't what I was speaking on. I said, Lord, I said, over was said, Lord, why didn't you tell me sooner? He said, I did. You was not listening. <laughs> Don't give the devil a place. The reason I'm preaching this is because it motivated my heart when the preacher said, I got something to announce to you. So I, said, I don't know what it is, but I thought about that mystery. Well, I wonder what he's going to say. I'd be glad and excited. I'd get here as soon as I could. And I'd be right there to say, hey, let's go forward. Let's do whatever it is. Let's go forward. Let's say charge. Don't sound the retreat. See, now God never, never told us to maintain the fort. That's right. He told us to advance the cause. That's right. Now, listen to me very carefully. Don't ever give the devil a place. The Bible says neither give place to the devil. Don't give him a place in your mystery. You've got a mystery around you. You don't have all the pieces of the puzzle. God doesn't throw them down and give them to you at one time. He sometimes gives you a piece at a time. And sometimes he puts it together and then what we do with it, he might have to carve out another piece and put it in there to get us in the right spot. He knows where you are. He knows who you are. He knows what's going on. Don't think, God's forgotten about me. No way. Don't give the devil a place in your mystery. He would love to defeat you. He would love to discourage you. He would love to knock you down. Don't give him a place. That's right. Don't give him a place in your mystery. Don't give him a place in your memory. What you were, what you've done, let that go. Paul said, I press toward the mark. Forgetting those things which are behind, I'm going forward. Don't give him a place in your mystery. Don't give him a place in your your motive. Don't give him a place in your mind, which is connected to your mouth. Don't give him a place in your marriage. Chapter 6, the last one. Don't give him a place in your mastery. What do you mean? Look at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. By the way, you know what that means, spiritual wickedness in high places? It's talking about political powers. Are we seeing that today or what? Verse 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. That's right. Didn't say run, didn't say crawl, didn't say jump. He said, I want this all said and done. When the smoke clears, I want you to still be standing. Don't let the devil have a foot in the door. Don't let him have a place in your mastery where you're in charge because you're walking with God. You're standing for the Lord. You're doing right. Neither, Paul put that in there and he talked about all the things. He said, forgive one another. Make sure that you put away evil speaking and clamor. Do all that. Make sure, and right in the middle of that, he said, hey, by the way, if you don't take care of it, you're going to give the devil a place. Don't let him have it. Don't let him get there. He wants a spot. As much as I love these people, I'm going to tell you what, it breaks my heart to know, but I know it's the truth. The devil would love to destroy them. That's why it's so careful where we go, what we do, what we listen to, what we watch, how we act, what we say. Come on. It's so careful. He would love to tear them down. He'd love to tear you down. But let me ask you this. See, you could be tore down and you could go and somebody would fill your spot. That's great. But see... The devil knows he hits them. He can affect the whole church. That's so important. Don't give the devil a chance in your mastery. Can I tell you this? It doesn't bother me one bit that my wife loves God more than she loves me. I promote that. Amen. I know she has no problem loving this whole country boy if she loves him first and most. She's never one time said, you're just praying too long. Never I said that. Uh, You're giving too much. Never I said that. She wants me to love God because she knows when I love God, I don't have any problem loving her. Here's the problem with Baptist people all over this country. We've given the devil a place. We're not bad people, but the devil's got a door. He's got the, the doors cracked open. And when you least expect it, he got right there and put his foot right there in the door jam. He's not in all the way but man, he's getting there and he just needs a little foot in the door because you can't close the door. I'd say slam that thing on his foot. Quote the blood of Jesus on him and let him run. Didn't say for you and me to run from the devil. It said make him run from us. I I guess of all these, my favorite's the first one. I don't want to give the devil a place in my mystery. I don't have all the pieces to the puzzle. I've been to the same church 40 years. Somebody said, well, they're about tired of you. They probably are. But God has got the pieces to the puzzle. And every day I just watch him take them and slide them together. I don't have to cram them in there and beat them down. He's got them all ready just to put in there. What do I do every day? Every day, do what I need to do. Because I don't want to give the devil a place. He knows if I can be too tired, maybe I don't need to pray as much. Maybe I don't read as much. Maybe I just back off a little bit. No. If I back off, the devil gets his foot in the door. Neither give place to the devil. Every head bowed, every eye closed.